The foundation of the Mauryan Empire was a unique event in the Indian history. Its importance lay in the circumstances in which it was achieved. It was done against the challenging conditions existing because of the foreign rule in the Northwest as a result of the Alexander's victories in India. Alexander's invasion, Alexander the King of Macedonia, after considering his victory in Persia, Iran turned towards India. In 390, uh, 300, sorry, 326 BC, he entered northwest India. The first state to be reached after crossing the river in the Sindhu was Taxila, whose ruler could not master sufficient strength to resist the invading army. He therefore solicited Alexander's friendship and offered rich presents to him. Beyond Jhilam lay another kingdom ruled by Porava called Poros by the Greek historians. King Poros fought bravely but he was seriously wounded and taken prisoner. And, uh, produced before Alexander, he said that he should be treated like a king who fought for his motherland. Alexander admired his courage and gave him back his kingdom and made him his friend and ally. Alexander planned to march forward and crossed the Chenab and the Ravi rivers and advanced up to Bias. His soldiers had heard that the territory beyond Bias was ruled by the mighty Nanda emperor who could not uh, be defeated easily. Uh, they refused to go any further. Alexander began, uh, began his return journey. This uh, that was in the year 325 BC. A year or so later, he died at Babylon in modern era. The effects in Alexander's invasion. Alexander had appointed a few satraps as the governors for the regions conquered by him. One of them had been murdered soon after Alexander's retreat from India. In about seven years' time, many traces of Greek authority had disappeared from India. But its indirect results are the routes of communication with the West, both by land and sea, were thrown open in a manner that had, had never happened before. This encouraged the traders and led to an extensive trade between India and Europe. Number two, the writings of Alexander's generals and the companions became an important source of information about the Mauryas. Of this, the um, most important is the account of the Megasthenes who visited the court of Chandragupta and stayed for some time at Pataliputra. Many Greeks had settled in the northwest frontiers or the regions of India. As a result, the Indian art and the culture came to be increasingly influenced by the Greco-Roman Greco-Roman culture. The Greek technique left its mark on the Gandhara school of art. An important feature of Gandhara sculptures was that the images were made in a realistic manner and the human body was depicted accurately with anatomical details. The Greek invasion made the kingdoms of the Northwest weak. This paved way for the rise and the growth of the Mauryan Empire. The sources to reconstruct the age of the Mauryas. There are many sources to reconstruct the age of the Mauryas. The literary sources, among the literary sources, literary sources, um, mentions may be made of the following works. Indica. The Indica also spelled as Indica in Indian was written by Megasthenes, the Greek ambassador to Pataliputra. He lived at the Mauryan capital for about five years. From his book, we get a lot of information about the organization of the Mauryan army. 
about the organization of the Mauryan army, the administration of Pataliputra, growth in uh, economy and especially the agriculture and the customs and religion of the people. Megasthenes or uh, Megasthenes original Indica, however, was lost, but many a fact given by him was supported by the works of other Greek writers, such as just Strabo, Plutarch and Justin. Arthashastra, the, the book Arthashastra was attributed to Cotil. Uh, from his book, we get a lot of information about the organization of the Mauryan army, the administration of the Pataliputra, growth in the economy, especially agriculture, and the customs and the religions of the people. The Megasthenes original Indica, however, was lost, but many of fact given by him were supported by the works of the other Greek writers, such as Strabo, Plutarch, and Justin. Arthashastra, the book Arthashastra was attributed to Kautila or Chanakya. It contains about 6,000 verses divided into 15 sections. It provides detailed, uh, details of the arts and the administration, the duties of the king, the functions of the ministers and the organization of the civil service. It also deals with the high-level diplomacy and relations between the various states. Kautila's ideal state should provide relief. Cortilla's ideal state should provide relief to the poor, the organs and uh, orphans, the old and infirm. In the event of a famine, uh, the state granaries should open their doors. In the event of the state granaries, the uh, in the event of a famine, sorry, the state granaries should open their doors to those who are starving. Uh, otherwise, the Vayu Purana and the Matsya Purana gives list of the rulers of the different dynasties, the Mauryans being that of the Vishakadatta. The other works, the Vayu Purana and Matsya Purana gives list of the rulers of the different dynasties, Mauryans being one of them, Vishakadatta's Mudraksha uh, is considered to be the best of the historical drama in the whole of the Sanskrit literature. It grows, throws light to the position of the Nandas and the activities of the Chandragupta Maurya and Chanakya. It also gives us an idea of the social life of the people in those days. Archaeological sources. Uh, the Ashokan Edicts. An edict means an official order or proclamation. And Ashokan Edicts can be broadly divided into two classes. That is, those engraved on the rocks and those insist on the pillars of the stone. They are the most reliable source of the information for the Mauryan history because they are the best preserved and also bear the year of the Ashokan reign. The rock edicts, a source of the 14 rock edicts were discovered at places such as the Eraguddi, Andhra Pradesh, Gurinar, Gujarat, Sopara, Maharashtra and Sahabasgarhi now in the Peshawar district of Pakistan. Ashoka in the Ashoka in Rock Edict 11 at Shahabasgarhi prescribes the following rules to be followed. Number one, non violence or abstinence from killing of living beings. Number two, truthfulness. Number three, obedience to parents and elders. Number four, respect towards teachers. The conquest of Kalinga was an important Ashoka's reign. According to Rock Edict 13, uh, or sorry, in 23, in the war, uh, about uh, in the war, about the 100,000 people were killed, and as many as 150,000 were ke- taken as prisoners. The horrors of the war uh, awakened in Ashoka's hearts the feeling of profound sorrow. The 23rd rock edict says the beloved of the gods, the king, considers victory by Dhamma to be the foremost victory. 
Inscription on pillars. The following pillars are the best specimens of the Mauryan architecture. The art critics have nothing but admiration for these pillars. Because uh, the, besides being uh, beautiful, pillars contain edicts of Ashoka. The inscription on the Ruminday pillar, for instance, says that King, the beloved of the gods, visited this 14 person and offered worship at this place because the Lord Buddha was born here. Further, as the Lord Buddha was born here, the villager Lumbini was exempted from paying several taxes including land revenue. Lauriya Nandanga, Delhi Topra and Rampurva Pillar edicts are related to Dhamma. Uh, what does Dhamma consist of? Delhi Topra text says uh, it consists of the virtuous deeds, the compassion, the liberty, the truthfulness and purity. The Sajistuba. Astuba is a dome-like structure made of the stone of the bricks. The purpose of the stupa was to commemorate a sacred spot or to or to or a particular event or to enshrine the relics of the Buddha or the of a Buddhist saint. The stupa at Barhud, the Bodhgaya, Bodhgaya and Sachi are the magnificent specimens of the Buddhist architecture. The great stupa Sachi near Vidisha in Madhya Pradesh is believed to have been originally built in 3rd century BC by Ashoka to enshrine the relics of Buddha. Later, it was enlarged during the Sangha-Sunga period. The original stupa was enclosed by a wooden railing, which was later replaced by a massive stone railing. The four gateways are also added on all the four sides of the stupa. The gateways are lavishly compared, covered with the magnificent sculptures which depict the episodes from Buddha's life and from Jataka tales. Buddha was represented in symbolic form like that of a wheel or a lotus or a throne under a people tree. The Sajistuba reveals a high standard of development in the technical and the artistic skills of the people during the Sunga period. The Chandragupta Maurya, 324 to 300 BC. Magadha has been ruled by the Nandas at that at this time. The Nanda dynasty produced nine kings who ruled for about a century. The last of them was Dharananda, whose treasury was full and the army mighty, who was not at all popular. He was disliked by his subjects. Vishnu Gupta, better known as Chanakya or Kautilya, was a learned Brahmin of Takshila. He had gone to Pataliputra where he, had, he was humiliated by the Nanda king. On his way back to Takshila, he met young Chandragupta, whose mother probably belonged to that of the Mauryan clan of the eastern India. Seeing the sign of the greatness in the boy, Chanakya took him to his native towns of the Takshila where he gave him a thorough education in the arts of the where and of the government. His conquest, the unstable state of affairs in the Punjab provided Chandragupta with an opportunity to conquer one kingdom after each other. He soon became, uh, he soon became himself, he made himself the master of West Punjab and Sindh. Chandragupta's next target was Magadha. He was able to uproot the Nanda dynasty and took control of the rich and the powerful kingdom Magadha. The clever diplomacy of uh, Kautilya Chanakya played a no less prominent part in it than the bravery and the military skill of Chandragupta. The invasion of Skelukos 
Chandragupta expanded the territories of his empire. The territory is the west of Indus was ruled by the Greek king Skelukos. He wanted to recover the Greek conquest in India. He crossed the Indus River in 305 BC, BC and hoped to march victoriously through the Punjab. And the Mauryan armies rushed to the northwest and inflicted a crushing defeat to the invader. Skelukos was forced to retire and had to purchase peace by ceding to Chandragupta the territories of Herat, Kandahar, and Kabul, now in Afghanistan. Chandragupta presented him with 500 war elephants. It is said that Chandragupta married Prince Helen, the daughter of Skelukos. The Greek king maintained friendly relations with the Mauryan court and sent Megasthenes as his ambassador who lived in Pataliputra and wrote a book on India. The Greatness of Chandragupta Maurya Chandragupta had been described as the first historical emperor of India. His emperor, his empire extended up to Mysore in India to South and Kabul in the Northwest. Uh, east stretched from Saurashtra in the west up to Bengal in the east. According to the Jain tradition, Chandragupta renounced princely life and settled down at a place known as Ravan Belgola in southern India. It is a, there is a hill nearly uh, nearby called Chandragiri, which seems uh, to have been named after him. From Kautilya's Arthashastra, we gain lo- a lot of knowledge about Mauryan administration and the life of the people. King Ashoka, 273-232 BC. Ashoka was the third and the most enlightened ruler of the Mauryan dynasty. He reigned in the third century BC, but, uh, by say, but says Mr. Gokhel. He lives with us today in the wheel of a national flag and the lions of a state national seal. Such is his influence on history. As a young prince, Ashoka had the charge of the Ujjain as his viceroy governor. Miss governor, viceroy Miss governor. When uh, the revolt took place in Takshira during the reign of the king Bindusara, Ashoka was sent there to crush it. He was one of the several sons and was selected as Yuvraja, crown prince, and on account of his ability for the imperial throne. The Kalinga Ved. Ashoka led to a few years led for a few years the life of an ordinary monarch. It was in the year 261 BC that Ashoka decided to add Kalinga, the present day Odisha or Odisha, to his already vast domains. The opposition offered to this invasion was so stiff that the conquest in that the conquest involved immeasurable destructions. Nearly one million persons were carried into captivity, uh, 10 million were slain and that many times the number of the perished from famine and other calamities. Its consequence, its consequence sorry, the Kalinga war was a turning point of Ashoka's career. Or the career, career. His uh, point of Ashoka's career, all this uh, misery awakened in his heart the feelings of the profound sorrow and regret. The, uh, war drum was silenced forever. For that time onwards, Ashoka preached nothing but peace. He became the follower of Lord Buddha and employed his unlimited power and resources in the teaching and propagation of an ethical system which he called Dhamma, the laws of piety. 
with the death of Ashoka, the Mauryan dynasty ceased to be a political force. Then, though later rulers continued, to live, continued for a little more than 50 years. Finally, the dynasty came to an end and gave way to the rise of the Pushamutra Sunga in 1877 BC. The extent of Ashoka's empire. Ashoka's inscriptions was a reliable guide to the extent of the Mauryan Empire. Ashoka's empire extended up to the Hindu Kush mountain in the northwest. It included the parts of the Indus Valley, Kashmir, and the foothills of the Nepal and the entire Ganga Delta. Tamrulipti or the modern Tomluk was an important port of the Bengal, Bengal coast from where the ships sailed from uh, for Burma and from Burma to Myanmar and uh, Deja Burma means Myanmar and Sri Lanka. In the south, the empire extended as far as Mysore. Through the northwest, the Mauryans uh, maintained close relations with the Khotan in the Central Asia. Ashoka was uh, on friendly terms with the states of the southernmost India, the Cholas, the Pandyas and the Kerala Putras. He sent missions to the neighboring kingdoms. Foregoing descriptions suggest the pan-Indian or the subcontinental character of the Mauryan Empire. Ashoka, uh, Ashoka ruled over the large number part of the Indian subcontinent. There were three main advantages of the pan-Indian character of Ashokan Empire. First, it resulted in the disappearance of small states. Second, it enabled the rulers to face foreign invasion successfully. Third, it facilitated trade and commerce with frontier towns as well as with the Middle Eastern and Greek cities. Mauryan administration from Kautilya's Atashastra, we gain a lot of knowledge about Mauryan administration and the character of the empire. The Ashokan inscription tells us about the policies of our government. The king, the king was the supreme head of the state and had military, judicial and executive powers. He also had the power to enact laws. We learn about the Megasthenes. And the king was a very hard-worked official who, uh, the, who uh, does not sleep in the daytime but remains in the east and the west. But remains in the east and in the west and the whole day. For the purpose of the transacting the public business, Cotillo divided the king's day into the eight parts. It was the king's duty to give, give close attention to people's welfare, social order and military action. The Council of the Ministers. The King had uh, the Council of Ministers, the Mantri Parishad, to advise him. They were small in number but very influential. At times, the Mantri Parishad would act as a check on the King's powers. The ministers definitely mm, advised the King in advised the King in the tax of uh, choosing governors, the generals of the army, the treasurers of the state, the, mm, the chief magistrates, and the other high officials. A network of the spies. The, the Mauryan state made uh, the extensive use of the reporters and spies to give the more emperor well informed about his opponents and their activities. Megasthenes was the spies, the overseers. Cotillo called them the Gupta Purushas, that is the secret agents. They reported to the king important matters concerning the army, the state and the conduct of his officials and ports. And the source of the revenue. 
फ्लावर The land tax varied from the other, uh, from one um, third to one sixth of the produce, and it was paid either in the cash or the kind. There were um, there were the um, considerable expenditures on the public works, especially the uh, construction of the, the roads and the ways and the rest houses. On the other major expenditure and. Was a large and uh, and was a large army and the salaries paid to the officials. The provincial administration next to the empire ranked the governors in charge of the provinces of the empire. The Ashokan uh, inscriptions the mentions and uh, four such governors posted at the Taxila, the northern province, the. Ujjain, the Western Province, Toshali, the Eastern Province, and the Subarnagiri, the Southern Province. The governors had their ministers and also had the powers to appoint a few, rather uh, than uh, a few officials. The small provinces were under the officials called as the Pradeshikas in the Ashokan edicts. Then uh, district administration, the other officials. The provinces were subdivided into the districts of the um, uh, purposes of the um, uh, purposes of the um, administration, the Ashoka, the or the Ashoka edicts. They were to the um, uh, three classes of the high officials, namely the Rajukas, the Yuktas, and the Mahamatras. The Rajukas were probably in charge of the district and corresponded to the district. The, uh, the the magistrates of the present day they manage uh, the the state property and keep law and order in the district. The yukta the yukta was probably the was probably the district treasury official who collected revenues and kept accounts. The mahamatras were the head of special departments. Ashoka created a new class of mahamatra which is, who is the dhamma mahamatra. Who promoted dharma? There is a dharma, and who looked at the general happiness of the people. The city administration. The Arthasastra mentions the Nagraka, whose function as a city superintendent, the city magistrate, with a number of the officers assisting him. The duty of the Nagraka, and according to Kautilya, was the provision of the water and to the city dwellers, the maintenance of the public roads and the public buildings. The inspection of the city walls and the city towers, and taking precautions against fire. A magazine is on the other hand gave a more elaborate system of the city administration. According to him, those interested interested in the city administration were divided into six boards of five persons each. Each board de- dealt with a specific function. Whether the supervision of trade and commerce, hmm, on the census of the population, on the care of the foreigners, and so on and so forth. The six boards acted together in the general matters like the maintenance of the public buildings, the fire protection, and the care of the wells and the temples. Um, the administration on the justice, administration on justice, Megastin is attached to the efficient administration of criminal law. The serious offences were visited with death penalty. The lighter crimes were punished by cutting off the nose or shaving of the offenders' hair. A penalty that made one feel ashamed. 
and the um, evasion of the, the taxes on the goods or uh, sold or municipal sales were regarded as a serious offense. The um, uh, laws concerning the crimes are very severe and punishment exceptionally harsh. The peace and the good order, peace and contentment prevailed uh, throughout the empire. Theft was a rare console and uh, the occurrence, although the houses were usually left unguarded. Such a situation was a risk a result of the mainly three factors, the general honesty of the people, the efficient administration of the criminal law, and the Mauryan economy based on the productive agriculture, lucrative business and trade. The productive agriculture magazine adds to the fertility of the soil. Due to the uh, major irrigations, uh, irrigation works such as the dams of the Sudarshan Lake at Girnar. According to Arthashastra, the amount of the tax would depend on the irrigation facilities available to the cultivators and could range from one-third to one-sixth of the land produced. The lucrative tax rate, sorry, trade. The trade was carried on both by land and waterways. The Royal Highway ran the, from the region nearby the Taxila to Pataliputra. From the port of Tamrulipti, the ships sailed from the, for the east coast, the Sri Lanka and Burma, Myanmar, and to Europe and Britain. The, the Buddhist literature refers to the sea voyages from Baruj, Gujarat to Babylon and Britain. The architecture. Now we have already referred to the styles, the layouts and the architects, the artistics or the decorative phases of the Sajistupa. In fact, the main examples of Mauryan architecture are as follows. The remains of the royal palace and the capital city of Pataliputra, the and the Ashokan pillars and the stupas, the rocker Choitto caves of the Barbar Hills near Gaya. Uh, some uh, yakshas and yakshini figures that have been found from the Mathura and Patna. The pillars are the best specimens of the Mauryan architecture and the lion capital mm, and the, of the Sarnath pillar had been regarded by the Vincent Smith as a, the best example of the animal sculpture in the world as the whole. The yakshini figure from the Didarganj near Patna shows yakshini in her full developed body. Fully developed body. The yakshini is the nymphs in Indian mythology. The Dhamma, the horrors of a single word, word, sorry, word, convinced Ashoka that the chiefest conquest of the conquest of the right and not the might. The sources of the Ashoka's Dhamma are his own inscriptions as stone edicts displayed at many prominent places. The, they consist of the four. 14 major and several minor rock edicts found at 22 locations. The seven pillar edicts, the cave inscriptions, and the other inscriptions. Thank you. The volcanoes. The force relating to or arising from the interior of the earth are also known as the endogenic forces. There are two types of endogenic forces, the diastrophic forces and the sudden movements. In this chapter, we shall concern ourselves with the sudden movements. The sudden movements bring about the instant changes on the surface of the earth and hence their name. The causes of the volcanic eruption. The volcanic eruptions are the sudden movements associated with the internal forces of the earth. A volcano is a vent in the earth's crust from which the fiery hot magma erupts from the earth's interior. The main cause of the volcanic eruption are the following the heat and the pressure inside the earth, the temperature and the pressure both increase in the, to, from the surface towards the center of the earth. 
the rocks are a bad conductors of heat so the earth heat the earth heat does not escape on its own instead it melts the rocks and builds up great pressure the pressure forces the heat to find an escape route through the uh, fissures and the cracks in the rocks the plate tectonics the uh, most volcanic eruptions take place near the plate margins the earth's crust is made of the series of movable plates when these plates slide past each other or collide against each other due to the intense heat inside the earth's core their edges produce faults along the line of weakness it uh, it is along these plate plate boundaries that the crust is weakened and through which the hot magma gushes out leading to the volcanic eruption the same forces which causes the earth earthquakes also cause the volcanic eruptions the magma the magma chamber the molten material which is still under the earth's crust melts then melts weak weak rocks and create uh, creates a huge chamber for itself fresh magma continues to pour inside the chamber since magma contains silicate material gases and water vapors the pressure always acts vertically upwards once a root is found it rises to the surface this is why many volcanoes are found along the plate boundaries however all major volcanoes have beneath them a huge magma chamber or reservoir which is joined to the earth surface by a conduit known as a volcanic vent the products of a volcano the um, volcano erupts a number erupts a number of products like steam gases molten rock materials dust ashes and other liquids and solid matters magma and lava the molten rock material inside the earth is also known as a magma it reaches to the surface of the earth it is also known as lava it consists of many materials and the gases as steam is uh, the most abundant gases and gas which uh, the ejects out of the volcano when the steam is ejected in the huge quantities it forms a uh, clouds in the atmosphere resulting in rainfall other gases ejected by volcanoes include hydrogen sulfide sulfur dioxide carbon dioxide and hydrogen the solid matter the solid fragments are the rock pieces known as the pyroclast the fine particles are called dust the dust particles go on increasing in size and the small to stone shaped particles are also called as the lapilli or the lapi lapilli the volcanic eruptions known as the bombs uh, the, the volcanic eruption also known as the volcanic bombs eject more materials the rock fragments that a volcano erupts do not originate from the magma chamber but are picked up by the magma in the course of its upward movement movement the structure of a volcano the very hot material that the volcano pours and uh, out creates both inside the earth and on the surface structure typical of a different type of eruption the eruption may take place quietly or violently the vent uh, number 1 the vent the volcan lava flows out through an opening on the earth crust also known as a vent the opening uh, is usually like a circular pipe there may be only one opening at the summit however subsidiary vents are formed during the repeated repeated eruptions the volcanic cones the erupted liquid uh, or the erupted fluid, fluid material being hot collected uh, collects uh, around the vent and begins to cool gradually and solidifies 
the accumulation of the material through the wind uh, gives to the volcano its typical cone-like shape known as the volcanic cone. They are actually landforms of volcano which we will discuss subsequently. Types of volcanoes. On the basis of frequency of the eruptions, volcanoes are classified into three main types, the active, dormant and extinct volcanoes. The active volcanoes, they are the volcanoes which are present in the active state and have erupted in the recent past, they are at, uh, they are at present. About uh, 500 non-active volcanoes, about, uh, about 500 non-active volcanoes, about 20 of these volcanoes may erupt at any time. A few of these volcanoes are also in the state of permanent eruption. Some of the examples of active volcanoes are Mount Stromboli and Mount Etna in Italy, Pinatubo in Philippines and Mount Mauna Loa in Hawaii. The uh, dormant volcanoes, these volcanoes have not erupted in the recent historical period. They are also regarded as the sleeping volcanoes and may become active at any time. Examples of dormant volcanoes are Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, Mount Vesuvius uh, in Italy, though regarded as activity is actually rated as dormant because there had been no major eruptions in 1944. Many other volcanoes in Philippines and Japan are also example of dormant volcano. Extinct, they are, they are the type of the volcano which are not erupting in the present geological period and are not likely to become active again. Mount Aconcagua in South America and Mount Kenya in Africa are examples of such volcanoes. The effect of volcanoes, the constructive effects, the volcanic eruptions are the sudden force also termed as a constructive force which have a number of the Constructive events on the surface of Earth. The main constructive events on the volcanoes are as following the landforms. Numerous type of landforms are created due to the cooling and the solidification of magma below the Earth's surface and the lava on the Earth's surface. The lava landforms created on the Earth's surface are also called as the exclusive landforms. They include the volcanic plates, volcanic mountains and volcanic plains. The volcanic plates, number A, they are derived from the lava which flows from the volcanic eruption, the plate of peninsular India, especially on the northwestern Deccan, is also an example of the lava plate. On the other example are and the South African plate, Colombian plate, Ethiopian plate, the volcanic mountains. These mountains are built uh, from the material ejected from the fissures in the ash crust. The volcanic mountains are uh, in the most diverse because they are and that great difference in the volcanic eruption as well as the materials throughout the volcanic mountains like the Mauna Loa in Hawaii rise 9 km on the ocean floor. Volcanic mountains are common in the Sarkam Pacific well and include such volcanic big such mount such as Mount Fuji in Japan, Mount Mayon in Philippines and Mount Merapi in Sumatra and Mount Angung in Bali, Mount Cotopaxi in Ecuador and the volcanic mountains these volcanic mountains are smooth and formed by the extensive volcanic uh, uh, volcanic flooding from the volcanic centers. The western Victorian plains in uh, Victoria, Australia are the finest examples of volcanic plains. These plains are formed by uh, volcanoes of the last 6 million years with the most re with the uh, recent 
the volcanic mountains these mountains uh, the sorry the volcanic plains these plains are vast and smooth formed by the extensive volcanic flooding from the volcanic centers the western victorian plains in victoria australia the finest example of volcanoes over the last 6 million years with the most recent recent eruption being at mount napier 7200 years ago over 400 volcanic sites are being found on this re- a caldera lake a caldera lake during repeated eruptions the summit of the volcano may be blown up in the place a large depression also known as the caldera is formed they are generally formed when the magma chamber is no longer able to emit sufficient magma and this results in the collapse of a cone either partly or wholly this depression eventually gets filled with water and forms a lake for example the crater lake in usa is a caldera lake it is about 10 km wide and it is a deepest lake in usa thank you the volcanoes the force relating to or arising from the interior of the earth are also known as the endogenic forces there are two types of endogenic forces the diastrophic forces and the sudden movements in this chapter we shall concern ourselves with the sudden movements the sudden movements bring about the instant changes on the surface of the earth and hence their name the causes of the volcanic eruption the volcanic eruptions are the sudden movements associated with the internal forces of the earth a volcano is a vent in the earth's crust from which the fiery hot magma erupts from the earth's interior the main cause of the volcanic eruption are the following the heat and the pressure inside the earth the temperature and the pressure both increase and the two from the surface towards the center of the earth the rocks are a bad conductors of heat so the earth heat earth heat does not escape on its own instead it melts the rocks and builds up great pressure the pressure forces the heat to find an escape route through the uh, fissures and the cracks in the rocks the plate tectonics the uh, most volcanic eruptions take place near the plate margins the earth crust is made of the series of movable plates when these plates slide past each other or collide against each other due to the intensity inside the earth's core their edges produce faults along the line of weakness it uh, it is along these plant plate boundaries that the crust is weakened and through which the hot magma gushes out leading to the volcanic eruption the same forces which causes the earth earthquakes also cause the volcanic eruptions the magma the magma chamber the molten material which is still under the earth's crust melts then melts weak weak rocks and create uh, creates a huge chamber for itself fresh magma continues to pour inside the chamber since magma contains silicate material gases and water vapors the pressure always acts vertically upwards once a root is found it rises to the surface this is why many volcanoes are found along the plate boundaries however all major volcanoes have beneath them a huge magma chamber or reservoir which is joined to the earth surface by a conduit known as a volcanic vent the products of a volcano the um, volcano erupts a number erupts a number of products like steam gases molten rock materials dust ashes and other liquids and solid matters magma and lava the molten rock material inside the earth is also known as a magma it reaches to the surface of the earth it is also known as lava it consists of many materials and the gases 
as steam is uh, the most abundant gases uh, gas which uh, the ejects out of the volcano when the steam is ejected in the huge quantities it forms uh, uh, clouds in the atmosphere resulting in rainfall other gases ejected by volcanoes include hydrogen sulfide sulfur dioxide carbon dioxide and hydrogen the solid matter the solid fragments are the rock pieces uh, known as the pyroclast the fine particles are called dust the dust particles go on increasing in size and the small to stone shaped particles are also called as the lapilli or the lapi lapilli the volcanic eruptions known as the bombs uh, the, the volcanic eruption also known as the volcanic bombs eject more materials the rock fragments that a volcano erupts do not originate from the magma chamber but are picked up by the magma in the course of its upward movement movement the structure of a volcano the very hot material that the volcano pours and uh, out creates both inside the earth and on the surface structure typical of a different type of eruption the eruption may take place quietly or violently the vent number 1 the vent the volcano lava flows out through an opening on the earth crust also known as a vent the opening uh, is usually like a circular pipe there may be only one opening at the summit however subsidiary vents are formed during the repeated repeated eruptions the volcanic cones the erupted liquid uh, or the erupted flu fluid material being hot collected collects uh, around the vent and begins to cool gradually and solidifies the accumulation of the material through the vent uh, gives to the volcano its typical cone like shape known as the volcanic cone they are actually landforms of volcano which we will discuss subsequently types of volcanoes on the basis of frequency of the eruptions volcanoes are classified into three main types the active dormant and extinct volcanoes the active volcanoes they are the volcanoes which are present in the active state and have erupted in the recent past they are at, uh, they are at present about uh, 500 non active volcanoes about and uh, about 500 non active volcanoes about 20 of these volcanoes may erupt at any time a few of these volcanoes are also in the state of permanent eruption some of the example of active volcanoes are mount stromboli and mount etna in italy pinatubo in philippines and mount mauna loa in hawaii the uh, dormant volcanoes these volcanoes have not erupted in the recent historical period they are also regarded as the sleeping volcanoes and may become active at any time example of dormant volcanoes are mount kilimanjaro in africa mount vesuvius uh, in italy though regarded as active it is actually rated as dormant because there had been no major eruptions in 1944 many other volcanoes in philippines and japan are also example of dormant volcano extinct they are they are the type of the volcano which are not erupted in the present geological period and are not likely to become active again mount aconcagua in south america and mount kenya in africa are examples of such volcanoes the effect of volcanoes the constructive effects the volcanic eruptions are the sudden force also termed as a constructive force which have a number of the 
for photosynthesis that is the it is also an example of the photochemical reaction and electricity and catalytic reactions in the catalytic reactions we have two types of reactions positive catalyst and negative catalyst what is a catalyst so some chemical reactions take a catalyst to accelerate or decelerate the rate at which they occur the catalyst themselves do not take part in the reaction and so remain unchanged thank you